It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Yeah, baby, here we are. Guys, I, Thanksgiving. Guys, I, before we talk about anything else, I got to tell you a st- story. It just happened to me like 10 minutes ago. Wow. wow. I'm running a little late today. Yeah, the normally, music hasn't even finished playing yet. Yes. He's, no, he's, in. he's in. I'm normally here early when I'm in person. Yes. Yeah. Right? But today I got in. Same, we all kind of got in at the same time. We're all, you know, going crazy. But as I'm driving in, I'm on the highway. And I get cut off on the highway. Tight move. Cut off. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. And I honk, and I'm like, who the hell is that? I see the license plate. What does it say? Jay Bush. <laughs> I got cut off by Jay Bush. No. <laughs> Did you know that was me? I didn't know. It was, I said, that's <laughs> the only person that got a super rule is <laughs> in the world. I said, I saw the little My Jay Bush just cut me off on the highway. And he was in the middle. I was like, oh, man. That was a crazy move. Did you have? <gasps> Rage I mean, G-book. to be fair, so did you do it because you knew it was? No, 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 no. I did. I, you said no, get because you're late. Driver. I, I did it because I told him nothing. He was in a rush too. I said I had to get my tire. I had. I said I got to put air in this tire. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I'm, I might be late, but I'm not going to be late. Yeah. So I was going. He was in this left lane. Drifting. No, I was in the middle. He was in the middle. Was he drifting? He, he, no, he had middle. He, he was medium speed. The guy in the right lane in front of you was going really slow. Real slow. Yeah. yeah. But he has he, every right to be medium speed in the middle lane. Yes, yes. In the middle lane. So I just was like, I need to go 1,000 in all these two lanes. <laughs> I need to go 1,000. I'm like, what is this guy? Now, to be fair, it's probably a move I've done before, too. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I'm honking. And I'm like, signal? Hey, I, yeah, I had journey signal on. The thing was, he kept following me in the back, and I said, <laughs> Who is this guy? Dude, he's going to get mad. He's salty. Right, I'm going to the same place. <laughs> I said, yep. he's he going to pull up on me at oh, work. Man. He got another thing coming. Listen, yeah. I'm going to get him before he get me. <laughs> and I wish you guys would have both show. jumped out of your cars. I wish you guys would have jumped out of your cars and be like, you saw. Oh, hey. 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 They make a great commercial. Boy, we are yes. late right now. <laughs> I know, we, right? Are. we are late. I, was like, uh, I couldn't blame him. Once I saw it was him, I was like, well, he's in a rush, too. We're yeah. both running what, what late. Was it on 90? <laughs> no, on Route 2. Route 2. Yeah. Just we were both speed. Even medium speed on there is speeding because the speed limit there is like 30 It's, it's, it's like, like 30 G. Bush, G. Bush, question for you. Your license plate says G. Bush? Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course it does. <laughs> That's a new thing. What do you think about it? Yeah, that must be new, right? Yeah, you got so, so here's what I, I, I really doubled down since my last time. Yeah. Maybe I could capitalize on some of this fame that people think I got. So, yeah, when you get when you pull me over now, you are at least going to know either this is George W. Bush. Uh-huh. George which obviously <laughs> is not. Which is not, right? <laughs> <laughs> the windows ain't that dark, right? And or, or it's junior. It's right. junior. Yeah. Uh, and then they'd be like, oh, well, there's only one other G. Bush. So That's a veteran move, though. Yeah. I mean, that will get you out of a ticket at some point. At yeah. some point, yeah. they'd be like, G. Bush, slow down a little bit. And uh, I didn't like your take on Baker at first, but I like it now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, busy show today. We got a split time between Browns and Buckeyes. 
If it were up to me, it would be all Buckeyes. Mm. I don't think the Browns deserve our time, but we have to talk about the Bucks and the Browns, and we also have to talk about the Bucks and the Wolverines. So uh, that's all going to be on today's show. Aditi joins us a little bit later, and also we're going to do trivia with Jen Matthews. Nice. Browns, Buccaneers trivia. They don't have a lot of history, guys. No. What, they no. play like six times maybe? Fun fact, a little preview. Jay, you are involved in one of these questions. Wow. Okay, very cool. Personally involved with one of these questions. Personally involved. Interesting. All right, I did cover the Buccaneers for five years before I went to Did the they ESPN. play the Browns while you were there? Uh, I believe they did. They yeah. did. I believe they did. Okay. Yeah. So All right, um, we're, we're thrilled today to start the program with the voice of the Buckeyes. Paul Keels, welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We had a blast with you when you were on the first time. Hey, and uh, hey, this Paul. time it's deadly serious. I mean, yeah. this is it. This is the Game of the Century Part 2. I think it's only happened... Five times where the Bucks and the Wolverines have met when they were undefeated. I could be wrong on that. I thought I read that yesterday. One way or another, it's all at stake. It all comes down to this game. What's your early feel for how this game plays out, Paul? Well, Jay, I think the most important thing is going to be who can establish themselves with physicality at the line of scrimmage, both on offense and defense. That's where Michigan really had the advantage last year. Right. Allowed them to run the ball the way they did. And, you know, I think there's some question about Ohio State running the ball, not just because of inability, but because of some of the injuries they've had at the tailback spot. So probably the first thing is going to be who can really physically and aggressively establish themselves at the line of scrimmage. Paul, do you talk to the to the coaches and the players at all about the pressure? I mean, think about it. This team is 11-0, and and I feel like the fans are miserable. If, if the Buckeyes don't win by 40, it's like people go crazy. And it's the only sport where that happens. In the NFL, we just want our team to win. Basketball, baseball, we just want them to win. If the Buckeyes don't crush their opponent, everybody gets aggravated. This bothers me as a player or a coach to be 11-0 and maybe not feel appreciated. Is, is that something that's hard for them to get used to or... Well, well, the guy we talk to the most is Ryan Day, yeah. and it doesn't bother him. He kind of knows what comes with the job description and what comes with the territory. But I think what you have is two different forms of Buckeye fans. Those that, even if they beat somebody by 40 points, are still going to be unhappy. <laughs> Those who understand the realistic concerns when they don't, but also are able to get their arms around the fact that the most important thing is winning. You know, a few weeks ago when they had that difficult game in Northwestern with just some crazy elements, uh, I think everybody after the fact realized a couple of weeks away with a couple of more wins, they're not going to remember how sluggish that football game That's was. Right. And, you know, last weekend we saw kind of craziness all over the place. Michigan had to struggle to beat Illinois. You saw what happened to Tennessee. Georgia had to struggle to win. So I think everybody understands that, and especially with a school like Ohio State, you're going to get teams' best shot. <laughs> Maryland played better last week than they had in the previous two weeks before that. So uh, I think there's a realistic understanding that, yeah, there, there's concerns. And, and also, I think, two coaches, they like having that ammunition. They'll never admit it, mm. but they like having that ammunition. Okay, you didn't play as well as you can or as well as you've shown, and that helps keep them on point. Paul, this is a, um, a long time that Michigan and the Buckeyes were in a rivalry that was in the doldrums there for a while because Michigan was quite quite bad, uh, much to our delight. And now, uh, after last year, obviously that was a big win. Is this, what's the vibe like now that they're undefeated facing each other, this is a real rivalry again. What's the vibe like around the team and around the campus? Is it different? Well, this vibe really started after losing that game last year. 
And Ryan Day talked about it a lot, all summer, all during the fall, that what they needed to do was get their competitive excellence to a level to be able to compete to win a game like they lost last year in Ann Arbor. They know they need to be physically aggressive. They know they need to run the football. They've shown they can throw the football. They also knew that they needed to improve defensively, and we've seen that defensive improvement happen. You know, the question is, is it enough to defeat a team that's playing as well offensively as Michigan is, especially when it comes to running the football? But, you know, in this whole rivalry, in this whole series, dating back to Woody Hayes, everything they do, even though it's to get ready for Maryland, Northwestern, Iowa, Wisconsin, everything they do has the underlying purpose of trying to be ready for this final game of the regular season and doing what it takes to defeat their rival team. Well, you know, uh, Paul, I look at the, these two groups of uh, individuals, and, and I I kind of feel like we all know what Michigan's going to do. Uh, Michigan's best uh, plan of action is just to be physical, run the football, control the clock, keep them off the field. For Ohio State, I, I feel like there's a, there's a, a little bit of an identity crisis a bit. Um, because if I look at their roster and I look at what they're doing, especially Marvin Harrison uh, Jr., I, sometimes I think, well, why don't they just put the ball in C.J. Stroud's hands and say, hey, look, we're not going to try to out-physical out you, outrun the ball, because we got a lot of people out. <laughs> Offensive line has been shaky here or there. At times, don't you think that they you know, might go out and just say, look, you know what? C.J. beat him. Um, let's throw the ball around the park and, and open it up because we're not going to try to do something that we, we, don't, we know that it's going to be a problem against a team in Michigan, which that's their identity. Well, hear what you're saying, but to be able to throw the ball successfully, there's got to be the threat to run the football. Go all the way back to week one and see what they did against Notre Dame. And, and you can think whatever you think about Notre Dame, how good they are or aren't, or maybe they didn't deserve to be number five to begin the season. But Ohio State won that game in the fourth quarter when they chewed a lot of clock and they really mm -hmm. emphasized running the football. I think Travion Henderson, who's showing there, in that fourth quarter, he averaged about seven yards per carry. But part of what allowed that to happen was Notre Dame had to be concerned about them going on top and throwing the ball the way they had. So I think what Ohio State's identity has been, and yes, it needs an injection of improvement when it comes to running the football, although Dallin Hayden looked awful good running it last Saturday at Maryland. What it is is to be as multiple as they can. Not only Marvin Harrison, not only Emeka Ibuka, but Cade Stover uh, has become such a weapon at tight end with what he's done. I mean, a tight end that has three catches of 30 yards or longer a guy that's got two different games with two touchdown catches in each. So you try and take away Harrison and Ibuki, you got to deal with Stover. If you get crazy about trying to stop the pass, then you, you've got the running game. And this offensive line, you know, when you look at what they've done over the course of the whole season, they have played at a good level. I don't know if you can say they've played as well as Michigan's has, but they have the potential to do that. So I, I think really what their identity is, is to be able to make a team think, okay, let's pick our poison. How do we want to try and defend them? The concern with Ohio State is you'd like to see him run the ball a little more consistently than they have lately. What's your gut on Jackson, Smith, and Jigba? Is he going to play? No gut feeling at all. And, and, guys, here's the thing. Ever since he's become the head coach, Ryan Day has been very consistent about not giving any updates on injury. Um, there, I know there was a – I think it was a print report that came out that Jackson's father indicated he might be ready for the Michigan game. No clue. I mean, we saw when he when he played against Notre Dame and he tried to come back in against Toledo that it just, whatever the problem is, believe it's a hamstring, it just was not allowing him to be his 100% performance level type of wide receiver. Having said all of that, look at what they've done throwing the football. As much as you'd like to have him out there, even if anything, and we can say this, 
even if it's just as a decoy? Is it somebody that Michigan has to pay attention to? Right. Now, the press conference is going to be a little later this morning, so we may or may not get any indication about that, but no idea what's going to happen with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Paul, Maurice Claret's a regular on our show, and his take on this matchup this year is that this Ohio State team is perhaps a little too cute, a little too skills-driven, and not enough nasty. And he thinks Michigan has that nasty. They clearly did last year, and you mentioned that that was the deciding factor. They own the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Do you agree with his assessment that this Buckeye team is, is maybe lacking some of that nasty? Not entirely, but I, but I hear where he's coming from. They don't have it like they had it when Maurice played in his one season there. And you talk about experienced offensive linemen and, and the way Maurice played the ball. Matter of fact, one of the biggest plays Maurice made in his one game against Michigan was catching a pass rather than running the football. I, I think it's an offensive line that does have some nastiness. We haven't seen it from the tailback spot the way Maurice and others have shown it. Um, so I, I don't entirely agree with that, but I hear where he's coming from. But there's no question. They're going to have to have it. Now, let's also keep in mind this is a football team coming off a game in which they committed 11 penalties right. at Maryland. So I think there has to be some control to that nastiness. Paul, what do you think? I know it's been the case. Uh, you know, it, it's changed over the years somewhat. But do you like the noon kickoff of this game, or would you rather it be later in the day? I love noon kickoffs for any game. I really, honestly, I wish they went back to the old school style of having them at 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, you know, we have to live with how TV dictates when the game time starts and all of that. But when you have to work at it, when it's your job, and it's a great job, and it's a great pleasure to be able to do it. But it's also kind of nice to get the game done and then still feel like you've got a little bit of an evening to yourself. Or if you're traveling... You know, and you come back with the team on their charter after the game that you get home at a decent time. I love the fact that it's in the daylight, uh, yeah. even if it's overcast and there's snow like there was last year. I think college football was meant to be played in the afternoon. I mean, guys, think about this. That Maryland game last week started at 3.30. It was dark by halftime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially in November, I think a game like this and so many of the others. Now, yeah, that's different on the West Coast or in the Southwest or, or you know, different places. But, I no, I love this game being in there. What Paul, do you think Paul the, I'm sorry, Paul, what? just imagine being, uh, instead of you, at least you get to watch a win and then go home and have a, have a nice evening. Imagine being poor Jim Donovan, who has to cover the Browns, call a <laughs> loss, and then try and have a nice evening after that. At least you get to leave on a high note, right? I understand. But, you know, I, many years ago, I did games for the University of Cincinnati when they were one of the worst in Division One, mm. And uh, you learned how to drown your sorrows with stuff like that pretty quickly. <laughs> what is the what? I mean, the crowd, you know, being a home game and, you know, obviously not wanting to lose back to back games in the first time in forever against Michigan. Obviously, the crowd is always pumped for this game. Do you think it'll be another level for, for this game this week? Absolutely. And here's why. Keep in mind. Uh, this game did get played in 2020 when it was supposed to be here in Columbus. Somebody brought up uh, after the last home game, there's a lot of students at Ohio State living on campus that have not experienced a Michigan-Ohio State well, game in Columbus. Point. So I think the student body is going to be as jet-fueled as you can imagine. <laughs> I think the fact that it's at home, and, and whether you go to Ann Arbor or Columbus, this game is always different in those stadiums from any other game that gets played during the course of the season. You know, add in the fact that it's two teams that are undefeated, all of the things that are at stake, you know, a chance to play for a Big Ten championship, you know, uh, where it stands with the college football playoff possibility. Um, you know, I think this crowd, 
And, and you asked earlier about a 12 noon kickoff. It, it yeah. might be 5, 6 a.m. when some of that high-powered tailgating gets started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. When you look at the run game for this Ohio State team, it's just it, you've had the dings to, to, your, to your two stalwarts, and now Dalen Hayden, who is not really – in my eyes, he's not a freshman anymore. I mean, you know, he, he's had, I believe, 100 carries. Um, it certainly feels like a sophomore. And last week, there were a couple of those carries that he came just within a whisker of breaking. How much, if, if Hayden has to carry the load, how much, if any, drop-off do you see at that position if it's not Henderson? Don't think there's any drop-off when you consider what he's done the last two weeks, back-to-back 100-yard rushing games. He seems to be very decisive and very immediate about getting to the, the place where the, the play is called and blocked for. Um, now, there's a lot of speculation that Mayan Williams didn't play last week to allow him to be at his physical peak for this week's game. Right. And we've seen through the course of the whole season. When Mayan Williams is out there, he runs with an attitude. He does. So, you know, if Travion Henderson can get his foot healed up, then that gives him another threat too. But it, what Dallin Hayden did last week, I think, brought a little comfort as far as the feelings people have about this running group that the Buckeyes have. But, you know, but, but if Mayan Williams is able to go, uh, that might be where it starts, but I certainly would expect that you're going to see a healthy dose of Dallin Hayden. Paul, yesterday uh, somebody brought up the fact that yeah, obviously they're banged up. One of their guards, I, whose name I can't think of right now, may be out, and that that would be a big concern. I always think with Ohio State, you got so much talent, you know, next guy up, no big deal. Is it a big deal if they are missing a starting offensive lineman? I think that might be Matthew Jones that they were talking about who got hurt late in the game at Maryland. The thing that kind of helps a little bit, you know, if you look down the schedule and you see a lot of those lopsided games that Ohio State had early in the year, they were able to get a lot of their backups some significant reps in some of those games. Think back to 2020, the pandemic season, and a a really truncated schedule. One of the things that became a factor into 2021 they didn't get a lot. They didn't have any non-conference games. They didn't get any of those games where in the third and fourth quarter they could get a lot of reps for a lot of backups. And you kind of saw guys last year having to learn on the fly. They've had some of that this year. Uh, they had a game a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, the Indiana game, where uh, Dewan Jones didn't play and Josh Fryer came in and played very, very well at tackle. Uh, Enoch Vimahi has been around for a while. If he has to go and play some Matthew Jones, he's an experienced backup. So they feel like they've got some depth. Uh, that have had significant number of reps, but you'd like to have your best guys going against an outstanding defense. Paul, do you think you'll see two quarterbacks from Michigan? Um, I've seen Harbaugh do it a little bit. I I know the quarterback that played last year was injured. Do you you think the Buckeyes might see two quarterbacks in this game? I don't think so. I understand why you asked that question. I think if McNamara had, had been healthier during the course of the year, maybe that would have been a possibility, but... You know, I think what, uh, what what this guy has done this year for Michigan, J.J. McCarthy, he's earned the right to be out there. Now, the interesting part's going to be, because of their success running the ball and the way they've been able to beat teams, he hasn't really been put in a position to have to stretch the ball deep downfield and look for explosive passing plays. They haven't needed to do that. Uh, but he's had a fantastic season. Uh, I, and so I, I, under that circumstance, I don't think we would see two, out, you know, barring an injury. Yeah, but you talk about McCarthy not needing to throw the ball. I would hope that, you know, the, the perfect scenario for the Bucks would be to get a couple of big scores early, get that crowd behind them, and put Michigan in a situation where they have to throw it. They are no question a run-first team. I don't, I don't feel like there's a confidence level with Harbaugh 
and McCarthy if they have to throw it all over the place to come from behind. So hopefully the doctor orders a couple of quick scores, get that crowd, as yep. you say, which will be energized, fueled up, and uh, and ride this thing to 12-0, and get on to the Big Ten Championship game and, and see what happens. Paul, thank you so much for the time. I know you got to run. Thanks, Paul. Have a Thanks, great Paul. call on Saturday, and go Bucks. All right, guys. Nice to talk to you again. You too. Thank you. This is one of those games where, and I, I, there's a lot of times where I anticipate the Sunday game for the Browns, but this is one of those games where I really do think about it from the time the game ends Saturday, the previous game, every single day leading up to it. I just can't wait for the thing to kick off. I would you be feeling right this way now. if the Browns were competent? Sure. Same way. Yeah. Or would right. you just would be, be excited about both? Be excited. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. this is the one, you're putting more weight on this than you would if the Browns were competent. All of my football life, my success, what I would deem a successful season has always come down to Ohio State with the exception of three years. So I've always put so much more into Ohio State. A, I know they have a better shot at winning. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those games where n- no matter what happens, unless it's a blowout on Michigan side, I don't think anything's going to surprise me. A close win either way. I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State did win by double digits. What would really surprise mm-hmm. me is if Michigan handled this game easily. I, I think um, the way Michigan plays, I, I, I just think they're gonna, Ohio State's going to have a hard time running the ball. And you, you just said something that I would want to, I would want to get out to a fast start. So I'd come out, and I'm telling you what, my goal would be I need some quick touchdowns, and then I'm going to get them in a position where just like the Cleveland Browns, they are pretty much a one-dimensional team. They're not going to have – they don't have any great receivers. Uh, they, they don't even have really that many great tight ends, right? You know, their, their strength is the running game, multiple running backs, and the fact that they can move the chains methodically. If you get Michigan down 14, yeah, that's a whole different game than if you got you playing the game. If it's three or six to three after the first quarter, Ohio State's in trouble. Yeah. I, I don't like that pace. I don't like it at all. They they need to do what they need to do to get some quick. They can kill touchdowns. clock too. Michigan can. Oh, they do you know, the I, best I, of them. I hope that this is one of those games where Ohio State gets the ball first, just because I I, I could see Michigan taking the opening drive ten minutes. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. if it's if it's seven nothing with five minutes to go in the first, yeah. that place hasn't had a chance to cheer and to get behind the team. You almost lose the home crown before before the you ever touch the football. Look what Alabama did. Look when they played in the, in the college football final four last year, they they said, "Look, you're not going to be able to run this ball." And, and when they had to get a chance to throw the football, they couldn't throw the football. Right. So if you get Michigan down, it can be ten nothing. Ten nothing yeah. to Michigan is, is is a tough little uphill climb. Isn't it really nice though that that rivalry is back? Remember the I mean those years were grim. And what's interesting is both of our big rivalries are back now for different reasons. Because for a long time, Michigan was trash, so we just had to pretend like that was still a rivalry, even though you know Ohio State was going to trounce them. And the Browns were trash forever, so you knew the Steelers were going to trounce them. So our rivalries were shot. Right. Okay, but now Michigan got better. It went the other way in the NFL, and Pittsburgh came down to our level and is trash like us now. <laughs> it would have been but better if we'd come up to I would have preferred that. <laughs> but the just point is, at yeah. least these are both fair matches they again, are. and anybody yeah, they can are. win. No, so it's, it's, not fun. A foregone, it's a lot more fun It's when not a foregone conclusion 100%. Anymore. I never understood the fans rooting for Michigan to suck. I, I don't no, know why you want. No, them to I've be never. Want to be fun. Isn't I want it more exciting when they're good and you beat them? Absolutely. So I, the thing, the thing is, like last year, 
obviously the weather played the, the Michigan's the more physically tough team. They're the more grinded out run the ball team and the weather played to their advantage in a big time way last yeah. year. This year, there is some rain in the forecast for Saturday, but the temperature is supposed to be in the 50s. It's so warmer, yeah. it's not going to be like it's snowing and it's like I think, listen, there have been times where the Buckeyes have struggled offensively at, at in pockets this year. But when it comes down to it, they're always able to make plays in the end and score points throwing the ball, even if they do struggle rushing. And I think they'll do it again. And again, to G's point, I think he's right. If Ohio State has the lead, Michigan's in big trouble. If Michigan has the lead, Ohio State's never out of it because they can score quickly throwing the ball. And even if they do struggle running a little bit, which they may – I still think they can. They can. The weather will be such that they will still be able to throw the ball. I thought. I think it's going to be a close game, though. But I, I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'm expecting the Buckeyes to win between three and seven points. That's what that I'm would thinking. be. Look, one would yeah. be fine. I, last year, I thought the difference maker in the game was Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, he, he was, controlled yes. what the Buckeyes were trying to do at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He was when they were running it. He was stuffing the run. When they were dropped the back back to pass, he was constantly in the backfield all day long, yeah. disrupting the timing and just creating havoc. And by the yeah. way, he's having a hell of a rookie year for the Lions. He had a nice interception yep. on Sunday, and Lions suddenly are turning things around. But I, I think they they lack that blue chip top five NFL draft type talent this year on the defensive front. They've played well, but when you look at how their season has unfolded, if Brett Bielema doesn't take his foot off the gas. They lose last week. They Bil- had no business winning that game. They had no business. No win- business they won that game because Bielema thought that it was over when it was 17-10. to 10. And mm. he just, for whatever reason, decided that yeah. he was just going to call Shut a conservative fourth yeah. quarter. And Michigan got the three field goals in the fourth quarter, mm. one at the end of the game, to win it. But I believe they had to com- com- convert a fourth down on that last Multiple. drive that led to a field goal. Multiple. I mean, they, they should have won that game, Illinois. Yeah. So, you know, look, Ohio State struggled against against Maryland so and Northwestern and Northwestern so it's really hard to extrapolate when you look at well they played this opponent tough and that you know that was an easy win for Ohio State when they played them that doesn't work with this game it's a rivalry game the 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 adage absolutely holds true records mean nothing that what you've done that year means nothing it's who really wants it more right and last year I thought Michigan wanted it more no doubt and the stats don't mean anything because like I don't care what Michigan's done against the passing game because they haven't Faced a passing game like Ohio State has. They have not. This is not the NFL where like three quarters of the teams are good, are at least reasonably right. good at throwing right. or passing. Yeah. Whereas in, in college, you know, Michigan might have only faced two teams that are good at throwing the ball. True. Mm-hmm. Very so true. Sti- the, so their statistics against the pass yeah. don't mean anything to me. Michigan's best cover guy is undersized. <clears throat> He's slightly under six feet, about 175 right. pounds. I would think that Harrison is going to be matched up against him all day long mm-hmm. because it is their number one if they decide to man Harrison. Harrison's 6'4 and plays 6'6. Six, six. He has great range. Yeah. So I, I think that is the individual matchup that C.J. Stroud needs to exploit. He's a great cover guy. With He's the fastest guy on Michigan's team. So he's got good closing speed. He's going to stick with Harrison. It's going to be whether or not Stroud can put the ball – to Harrison when he's covered right. where only he can catch the ball. Yeah. And they've done that all year long. Right. They're, they're going to have to do it Saturday. McNuggets, you got Mikey. something? Before we pivot to the Browns here, I want to ask you guys this. Is Harrison the best player in this game? Will he be the best player on the field regardless? Yes. Is Blake Corum too? A healthy Blake Corum too? Michigan's running back. No. I don't know, if, I don't know that he is. I just think well, he's... He put Stroud at two? Uh, I'm just saying, let, let's rank the top five players in this game. 
for people who may not follow these teams as religiously. I'd as be we interested. Do. Corum's had a great year, but he's had so many opportunities. They're they're just a run team, and he's the running back in this offense. He's good. He's he's low to the ground. He's got that sort of Barry Sanders esque build. He I saw he was giving turkeys away on Sunday. I wanted to give. That's one of the feel good stories about NIL. Everyone yes. thought NIL was going to ruin college football. It right. certainly changed the landscape. But Corum used a lot of his NIL money. He got three hundred turkeys, to which was awesome. Ann I love it. I wanted to highlight that. And uh, there was a. I think it was the. I can't remember who they were playing. It may it may have been. Last week against Illinois. He got banged up. He, he did get banged up. He said Sunday when he was giving out the turkeys, he's fine and he's going to be out on the field. You know, of course he's going to say that. But there was a moment that the TV cameras caught. I think it was against uh, Illinois. When he was coming out to, uh, to start the game, there was a young boy in a wheelchair in the tunnel. And uh, It was Illinois. It was before last week. Yeah, yeah it w- he didn't do it for the cameras because there was no camera there. It was a fixed camera in the tunnel that caught the shot. He stopped. He took time for the young man. He had a conversation with him. He signed an autograph for him. You could tell it just made this kid's year. Yeah. And uh, by all accounts, he's a great individual. He's, you know, he certainly seems like it. But uh, they're going to have to stop him on Saturday. It's unfortunate he's on that team. It's always good. You know, know, money money is a a thing in this this country. It's it's never a bad idea to not have people live in poverty. Just, hey, you know, it's it's okay. Agree to disagree. You know, just give them a little money. (laughs) So let's just rank the top five, though, because, Polk, I know you said you're not even super familiar. No Do we even all agree that Harrison is the Harrison, best player? Harrison has to be yeah, one. I feel he is. Yes. Yes. He's but I think C.J. Stroud, Stroud is too. very close, too. Stroud, depending on what you want to market as, Stroud will probably go higher. Uh, Stroud will definitely draft it higher. Yeah, he'll be drafted. Now, now the, the running back from Michigan, he's okay. He's a, you know, but. but well, it, just because he's a quarterback doesn't mean he's going to get drafted higher. It depends. His, I mean, it's not always quarterbacks that go one, two, three, four, no, five. No, it's running back that will not be go. drafted. No, no, no. Oh, I four. thought you were comparing, comparing to Mar- Marvin Harrison. Oh, no, no, Marvin Harrison's Blake. only a sophomore. Yeah, he can't even be drafted. Right, 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 right. There is already talk that Marvin Harrison could be the number one overall it's, pick next year. Wow. He's that good. He's that, that good. good. He and he couldn't even get on the field one? last year. That's how much No, because <laughs> and then when he finally got on the field in the Rose Bowl, he went bananas. So he did So he's buried. No, I believe he was a true freshman last year. He's a true freshman last year. And now he's in year two, so he's got to come back next year. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a case where a guy does not need to go three facts. years ago. No, probably yeah, yeah, not. No. He's ready right now. Who's the um, the color guy for Fox's A team? Joe Clatt. Clatt. Clatt loves him. Clatt. He I, says I, he's the best receiver in the, in the country. Yeah, and and he, I think he made some comments alluding to the fact that he could be top of the draft material. I mean, he's got the lineage, which you love. Yeah. He's got the work ethic. Um, he's they, huge. He's got the size. He's bigger yeah. than his dad I mean, dad unless was. he gets hurt or there's a quarterback next year who's just like an all-time great prospect. Sure. Yeah. He's pro- I mean, he's certainly going to be I would think five. he's going to be top three or How tall four. Is he? Six four. Yeah, oh, wow. he's got the size. He's bigger than his dad. Six four, two twenty, and runs a four. And the fact that his dad like, was great yeah, is going to make you helpful. think he's going to be great, too. Yeah, right. Because the he's lineage, talented. The lineage yeah. is there. And th- they've talked ad nauseum about his work ethic. You know, he'll catch a thousand balls from the jugs machine on an off day in the summer. You know, like that's. For On a guy Monday, that's... Jay, you sent us the two pictures. One was the sad Browns fan against yes. Miami. The other one was the absolutely mind-boggling, physics-defying catch from Marvin Harrison Jr. But were and you he does on that when stuff we showed that? Easily. I don't think so. I think because that was that might have been. It was Monday. It was our final take, and I don't think you were on Monday. This Monday? It was, oh, it no, was it, the, was, it was after the Miami game. It yeah, was yeah. the still of the Marvin Harrison catch. Did yeah, you see I, that? I don't think I saw this. Do, do we still insane. have that in the system? Yeah, we, can, we, can find it. we can find it. It's one of those. When, when he made the catch, 
I, I literally, I let the play run out, and I yeah. immediately went back on the DVR, and I, I was going frame by frame by frame because what I thought I saw is what I actually saw, but I had to confirm it. It yeah. looks like a horror movie. It does because his whole body was out of bounds. Yeah. Everything was out right. of bounds. <clears throat> he actually had the, the core strength and the presence of mind to keep his left foot off of the ground and reach back with his right where foot. where it is. Wait to a tap it yes, in that's where his foot is. To make the catch. I know. It's it's like an illusion. I don't even remember that play. Why can't I remember that Oh, it that was play? unbelievable. Look at that. It was, it was it, only like a, it was like a seven-yard game ball. It wasn't, it was it wasn't that big slant. of a play. It was a quick out. <laughs> Do you know like what your crotch would feel, my crotch would feel like the next day? <laughs> oh, we'd have broken If bones. I did that to myself. If any of us had to assume that position, we'd have I would never bones. walk again if I, I if can't I did even figure out where everything is. Right. So Bull, he's, yeah. he's in you the process like the, you need of a, completely falling to the yes. ground and both feet are off the ground. Right. And but, he knows that if any part of his body That's hits, right. In college, is only one foot. Right. And he knows if any part of his body hits the ground before he taps a foot, look, look yeah. at that. it's not a catch. Look at that ref. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? The ref, well, it was, the the ref, ref pulled a hamstring on that. He did. Yep. That in ref, the history of college I mean, football. There's God. never been a better set. That ref has PTSD. No, actually, speaking of, it can't nobody even get in a ref position. What you talking <laughs> no, about? No, I couldn't do that either. Even that looks painful. Ref looks like he's dropping a deuce right there. I know. It is an incredible. I would catch. too if I saw that catch. That well, is I, crazy. I will yeah. say Jackson Smith and Jig, but like so the messed up part about it is Everything they said about Marvin Harrison, they said it about Jackson Smith and Jig, but yes. everything they said yes. about Jackson Smith and Jig, they said about Wilson. Everything they said yeah. about Wilson, they said about Alave. So it's kind of hard because you'd be Wilson's numb to screwed it. though because he's in a terrible he's kind of numb to he it, uh, but he destroyed us. He, he, yeah. he yeah. got it together when he was no, he did blasting he did. the Browns. Brian but, Hartline, I mean, we've we've had him on the show. We he's gotta a get great him back. guest. We, we do have to get him back. back. Yeah, he's a pistol. Um, yeah, just he could probably take whatever job he wants right now. But I don't think he wants to go, it doesn't seem like. Um, he, he doesn't. I, th I think what he wants to do, guys, is go right to being a head coach in the NFL. In the NFL. In the NFL. I oh. can see that. I mean. And he's, he's done it as a player. In the NFL ranks, uh -huh. so he's got the pedigree. He's, his, his, Do you think you saw that Jeff Saturday hiring? He's, he's like, like oh, yeah, hey, I'm, guys. Hey. I mean, at the very least, <laughs> probably. Because you know Jeff, think? you know, he's he's the best position coach sure. at wide receiver in college uh -huh. football already. So he's further ahead than well, Jeff he Saturday. Well, he's gotten the best talent, and he's developed them all. Like he develops one after the next. Yeah, after the next. what yeah. I would call that even is, the backups. That is yeah. the new Saturday is known as a gentleman's finesse. You just move right around the board. You're like, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this. The Saturday clause is in effect. Now he's able to be hired. Well, what if Jeff Saturday goes one and six the rest of the way? Oh no, it's just a move that counts. It doesn't it, matter. Well, it, it does have to be successful for other teams to steal. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a precedent move. They, they, even if it wasn't successful, you know the great thing they do when they, they talk about it in history. It was before it's time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The move but, was before. Well, what's right. funny though is it, it's and just now it works. All they're doing is going back to the way they used to do it. Yeah. That's the way they used to do it. See. Uh, yeah. And so what's interesting to me about the Saturday thing is, and it's just, although Harline wouldn't be the same thing because he's been coaching. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's different. So, but there, there's been there's been two games. It's not a, it's not enough of a sample size to yeah. figure this out whether it's been successful. But the early uh, indication is it's worked. I don't know about that. I mean, he's one I mean, and one. But they the, were a five hundred. They were what? A, they were three. A game under I, I think 500? they were three, four, and one when they made the move. They're three, four. They were three, four, and one. They're four, five. The Colts. Five the and Colts, one now. The owner forced him to bench Matt Ryan 
And then all of yeah, a sudden, that was odd. And then Saturday came back, and Matt Ryan wasn't benched now, anymore. Now I'm wondering if there was a conversation beforehand where Saturday said, "I'm not taking that job." I, I, yeah, I, that probably I, I, was I need it. A so that's not fair to the well. Coach. I'll let you play uh, yeah. Matt Ryan, but but the other, you know, but and by the way, Frank Reich was a proven commodity. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, this idea there. that the culture now not using analytics is, is untrue. Um, uh, I didn't watch. I didn't watch all the game. What I did. What I what I heard from someone who covered the game was. Yeah. He made a lot of decisions that aren't being made in the NFL today. I don't know what he meant by that. He just said it's 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 back to uh, it's 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 unconventional today, but it's conventional. The old like he's not way. looking at a chart that says on no. fourth down you're supposed to go if it's and at the Jeff, twenty. And, no, and, and I know Jeff, point. and I know Jeff's philosophy, and I've talked a lot about football with Jeff. Jeff, Jeff is absolutely an old school guy. Mm-hmm. He he may look at analytics and he may use analytics because every. But look, yes. people used analytics in the 60s. Yes. Yeah, but this he isn't was, new to football. He was on, they, at one point I was watching the game, and he was on the headsets, or I don't know if he was talking with them directly, and they showed the booth, and the announcer, I can't remember who the announcer was, is that's the uh, Colts head of analytics, you know, talking with uh, Saturday or whoever. In, so, in, entirely possible, and yeah. I'm sure they have a guy. I don't know, sure what could he it. have done that nobody else has done? I don't know. Well, what, I can give you what he did that nobody else did. What? In the game, it's either somebody like you or they don't. When somebody does not like you, if I don't like you as a person, I'm not going to play. So you're saying the players are behind him. Yeah. Is that's, what not definitely behind. Yes. that's not unique okay. to I mean, No, no, no. Right. That's, that's unique to the world. Like, if you vote for a president, yeah. it don't matter if Who you, you want to have a beer with. It, it, it don't matter if you know anything or you, you were secretary of state or yep. you were a congressman. We vote on people we like and identify with. Yep. If we can do oh, that for sh- the we high, shouldn't do it that way. Well, but, I'm just saying, right. I'm for the highest level yes. we, we do, people say, you know, hey, I'll work with you. People get hired because All right, they but say. Until Jeff sat, look, listen, I, in the end, I don't care that he got the job or not. My only point was that he got an unfair advantage. Whether you think that matters or not, who cares? But I thought it was pretty obvious that he got a fair advantage. But ultimately, he hasn't proven anything yet. He's one and one. I don't care about close losses. No, that's losses. what I said. It's in too the NFL, small, all you do, it, all you matters is win or lose. All you can do is judge him by, by what we've seen so far. And yes. honestly, the Eagles game. Yeah. Now I know at the end they lost. That's all that matters. It, it is. Yeah. However, they had to convert a fourth down on that last drive. The Eagles or the game was over. I hear yeah. you, but it's not like the, and Colts the Eagles were are a ter- great team. But it's not like I don't. The Eagles are a really good team, but the Colts. It's not what like are the Colts, Eagles nine and one. The, yeah, yes. but it's not like the Colts were awful. They were a five. They were a game under five hundred. They, they, they were. Idiots. They were, but they clearly were not performing up to what but, they thought they were going to do. However, you got to look at it like this. So you're telling me the Colts wasn't a bad team, but yet and still they went in and said, "Change the coach. We're firing our head coach. <laughs> not living up to expectations. Not the head coach. We just want to get rid of the coordinator. We can't get that done. Well, so so now Jim Irsay, some sort of genius. We don't know. He's, he's, to be determined. He, he's smart. He. I, I I always believe if you are a leader of people it is it is better to make swift decisive action rather than let well when you sit. when you've come to your conclusion and yeah. you here's what's it. bothersome about me someone made this point to me yesterday when we were talking about you made the point you know, well what are we going to do just just sit on our hands and wait, wait just waste the, the last six games seven games knowing that the decision is is wrong i think where we have to give jim ursay credit whether this turns out right or wrong when you, as an owner or the leader of a company, have realized that it's the wrong fit, and you continue traveling down the road knowing it's the wrong fit, yeah, 
You're doing a disservice to everybody in the but organization. That's fine, but, it's not, not, but yeah. it's not unique that he did. No. That he fired a coach in the middle of the season. And it's, all also, the time. it's also subjective. Right. We're saying yeah. we give him credit for it's that. It's also subjective. He made the decision. It's up to him. That was his decision. Sure, it always he has the owner's decision. these decisions all the time. Just making the decision doesn't make it the right one because you were decisive right. about it. No, you might however, be wrong. however, if, if, he's determined. If that he it won't made work. the decision that Frank Reich was the wrong guy for this team, and he clearly he did. Yeah. It's sometimes – here's another question, and, and Steve put it in our chat. If we're going to talk about firing coaches, let's start throwing out replacements. If you fire a coach before you have a coach in mind, mm-hmm. that oftentimes is misguided. I think in this case, for Ursay, he knew from talking to Jeff Saturday about this team he for won. years, yeah. he knew who he wanted to go with. That may have made his decision to pull ripcord on, on, on Reich a little bit easier. But to the point that, it, as it relates to the Browns, it feels like we have not asked one person. In fact, yesterday was the first time he got an endorsement from somebody. And that was when Denzel Ward stood yeah. up and said, he's a good coordinator, he shouldn't be fired. Mm-hmm. Everybody we've asked to a person on this show, from Tim Couch and Leroy Horde and Robert Smith, all of our regular analysts, should he be fired? No one has said, no, you got to keep them. Nobody. Most everybody has said, it's time. Yeah. So when every, when, when the obvious is right there in front of you and the team is not making the decision, you're going down a road with a tire you know is flat. Well, why we, not make a move? I, I think it seems obvious to us. For some reason, they don't think that's the case. Do you think? Well, that, then I start <laughs> judging. I, then who? I start questioning their judgment. Ju- but Stefanski, how is everybody you, saying this? Does is, Stefanski have the autonomy to make that decision? Well, we or asked is that, that yesterday. Bull has been I, asking I, that. I think he does. He should. Is the head I would coach. assume he does. I don't, we should, obviously, we don't know that. Should we assume sure. that with Jimmy Haslam? I guess well, most head Jim, coaches do. I can't imagine. Why would Jimmy have like if? If Kevin Stefanski wanted to fire Joe Woods, why would Jimmy Haslam stand in his way? As as, as much as I've criticized Jimmy Haslam, it just doesn't make any no, sense. No, I can't imagine he would. I now, would I <clears> imagine. So I got to put that on Kevin so Stefanski. So then it's on Kevin Stefanski. I agree. Yeah, I think it's and on plus, Kevin Stefanski. And plus, you want to talk about who do you get to bring in to, to take the position. Well, if you fire him, you can get you can start putting feelers out, can you not? You can start saying, but hey, I want this coach. Can we get, can we back channel this coach? Who's what, what defense do we want to run next year? Because you got to think about it. A new coach can come in and say, "What if they want to run a three-four? Right? What if they? You, it, your personnel dictates what you can run. But if you get a new defensive coordinator, and say, "Well, look, I like Miles Garrett, but I, you know, I want to run this defense over here. We don't got the pieces and parts for it. What you're playing to get me those pieces and parts? You got to start having them yeah. conversations now rather than later. And then you get it. What'll happen is you get a coordinator, you bring them in after the season." And then the first thing he'll say is, well, this is going to be a work in progress because I don't have my personnel. And then you got a whole nother year. We talking about, well, you got to give him time because he doesn't have his people. Well, Well, you started, but we know they got to remake the whole front seven, no matter who they bring in as a coach. I mean, I I don't care what the philosophy of the next DC is. They've got to rebuild the front seven, or they have to start force feeding them built bars to build up the strength in the middle. <laughs> Maybe both. Maybe without, so smooth. Without some strength in the middle, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Tampa Bay, who was the 32nd ranked front of the like run, is going to run bar. down their throats. Tampa Bay I, I, that is 70, be interesting to 70 see. rushing yards per game. Dead last in the league. You have four built bars. That's 72 yeah. grams of protein. Four wow, built bars nice. equals Tampa Bay's rushing offense. You can buy those for 15% off on built.com. I feel energized already. 15. G. Bush, what were you saying? I apologize. 
Oh, no. Dude, killed them that, By the way, speaking of Tampa Bay's beautiful. running game, not only are they last in terms of – they're last in terms of percentage of running plays. I can't believe we'll they fix did that. not make – I can't believe they didn't make a well, trade he, with the Browns. Here's for, something for, interesting, for, uh, though. Is this, this kid they drafted, whose name's escaping me now, Rashad White, has been playing a little more and more lately. I wonder – Coming off their bye, if he's going to be starting for them over Fournette this week. Remember when, Fournette, when camp opened and Fournette showed up, looked like he just ate yeah. like five. He's not having a good year, but they're not they're not really committing to the run either. No, I mean, they're throwing the ball. But Paul Keel said it, and it's a fact. Yeah. I mean, if if you're one dimensional, you're you, you have nothing. I can't if, believe if he showed just, up in front of Brady like that. Can you imagine showing up in front of Tom Brady <laughs> like fat? I think who hasn't eaten anything that no, colored, it, yeah, you know wasn't green has in like nine can, years. Hasn't you had could a be one-dimensional when you have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. To Even some they degree. have a running game. Not really. Kansas City they, doesn't. If, if you watch them Sunday night against the Chargers, I, they, they ran the ball. Yeah, but and they the, ran it for, effectively. For the most part this season, they have not. They've tried. It's not like they've tried. Yeah. Tampa Bay doesn't even try. They don't, and Tom Brady at this point is not as good as Allen oh, and Mahomes. Could you anyway. imagine, though, mm-hmm. Hunt in that offense? Oh, they will. I, yeah. Well, I, I'm just yeah, stunned they didn't. That is what, weird. what was the price? A couple of draft picks, maybe? I don't know. Maybe because like, they were under 500, they didn't want to go all in. I'm yeah, not, but in that know. division, they're in first place. I know. Yeah. I think they – listen. I, that I, division's so I bad. think one of, the, one of the things they the don't Saints want, are right there. They do not want the LeBron James factor. Tom Brady, usually teams go all in on Tom. Whatever you yeah. want, Tom, let's get to Yeah, They're yeah. looking at him like, listen, you got maybe how many years? You kind of got a divorce. Are you going to be here next year? I think this is, is there it a chance Brady goes somewhere else next No, year? I think this is it. Yeah. It's got to be it, right? I think it's it. Do you yeah. think, though, it's such a sad walk into the sunset? It is really it? Is. I mean, listen. I bet they'll still make the playoffs. Don't write this guy off. No, no. we've no. learned They're playing in the past. Much better the they last haven't three. lost You're since, right. since You're right. his divorce. Much better but the last they haven't lost really. The, the bar was okay, low but, ball, but they are playing But better. the question it's is, one so game. is it dependent? Is, is whether he retires dependent upon how this season ends for him? Yes. Yeah, but that two games ago, he didn't do anything until the last Can he Can he leave this season not making the playoffs, having gotten divorced publicly in front of the world, and just be like, all right, I guess I'll go do commentary. He's got a job waiting for him where he's going to get yeah. a pay raise. He's I'm, not yeah, the same. About that. He has finally gone downhill. He's not bad. Yeah. He's certainly not bad. But he doesn't I mean, care no, about that. But he's, but he's not. <laughs> he elite. has two picks. I mean, look at him. We're, we're, we're talking <laughs> he's about like, He's got like two he's interceptions. <laughs> and we're talking about him like he's getting yeah. All done. No, no, no. I didn't say he's he all done. Touchdown passes than Brissett, too. We're asking if he's going to play next year, and he's 60 years old. I don't think we're not but giving 12, him the benefit of the doubt. 66% of the 12 passes. touchdowns in 10 games for Tom Brady is not good. Now, now, let's those, also those take into Brissett account. numbers. Yeah, but Godwin and Evans have been ghosts. I, I, they've they've been, been hurt all year. Well, not, Godwin has. Evans, Evans has, too. I got both of them on my fantasy team. Yeah, but still, guys, in the past, they're 5-5 and in a bad division. Tom Brady's not... It's clear Tom Brady has declined finally. He's not, he's not I'm not saying he sucks. Yeah. I'm just saying he's declined. Right. He's not as high, you know. I'll take that decline. Give that, me 46-year-old Tom Brady. Back your head at yes. You no. guys have been making fun of Jacoby Brissett with his 11 touchdowns. Tom Brady's got one more, and they throw the ball way more than the Browns with no do. Run game. With, no so run everybody game. knows what they're going to do. He has two picks. Everybody five. knows he's going to throw forty times. I hear you. I'm just it's it's all I'm saying is he's not as good as he no was one wants to speculate as to my, uh, my on my question yeah. about whether or not seriously it's dependent upon how he finishes this year. Yeah. Do you see I mean, who him? Who knows what's in his head though? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. we have a pretty good representation at this point. What motivates him and what doesn't? I do what's think he's going to play one more year. You think he'll play one? I more do. Year? Now, do you think he'll play one more year regardless of how this season ends? Or you yes. Think, you well, think, I guess if they won the Super Bowl, yeah. but no, they're but, not. Right. But if they go to the playoffs and they get knocked out in the first round, yes, I think he's going to. 
play he's one play more year. One more year. Yeah, he's All right. Okay. So you think he's got one more year in him? Yeah. I play. don't. I think you don't. You think it. he's done? No matter yeah. what. It feels like win he should lose. be done, but win or lose. But I don't know. Win or lose. Is he done? If he wins, he's he's out. I here. think he's, he's out. Well, here. there's no chance he's winning. If, well, they I, win I should never say no chance yeah, with Tom Brady. Don't. <laughs> but it's <laughs> unlikely they win the Super Bowl. Uh, but I'm saying I, I love think a good he's going to play no somewhere chance. else next year. <laughs> what I was think it? Seven years ago, when when the famous uh, were on to Cincinnati, he yeah. was 39. Yeah, they were I think two and three or whatever their record was, and Belichick made the famous yeah. on to Cincinnati. He I, kept saying that in the news yeah, conference. Right. And they went nuts the rest of the way, and he won the Super Bowl, and everybody's like, oh, right. my Let God. Me tell you, he's won a Super Bowl I, since the, I, I think the play, he's going to pick a team that he thinks can win the Super Bowl with him next year. And, and, like and that hermit team, crab. and I would be sick. I th- if he, he was go- positioning to go to Miami. If he goes to San Francisco. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh, stop yeah. it with the Pittsburgh. Nobody's going to Pittsburgh. Their offensive line stinks. He ain't, wait, going wait. He ain't playing behind some terrible no, offensive no, line. You just – McNuggets just gave the only possible scenario. What? That, that I could see he plays next year. Uh-huh. He's from San Francisco. Yeah. He grew up a Joe Montana and a Niners fan. We know Garoppolo oh, isn't the it, answer. Oh. So, I'll tell could you, you imagine oh. Tom Brady with those weapons? Oh, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, that's, I got to yeah. give Garoppolo credit. I've never been a Garoppolo guy. He's having he, a magnificent season. I he begged great for him. Last night. I begged for him at the yeah. beginning of the season. Now, Brissette's playing well, too. Brissette's playing well, too. I know. McNuggets. But, but uh, if you go ahead, but talk stop to Tom with the Steelers Brady. nonsense. Go ahead, talk to Tom Brady's people. Tom Brady uh, ain't going to the Steelers. Uh, he ain't playing somewhere cold. Uh, no chance. Hey, he could go to San Francisco. He, I would see. I could see him in San Francisco. I like that move. Yeah, I could. San Francisco makes no sense. And that's who I, I mean. I don't think the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl this year, you guys. So now it's time for us to pick. Wait, what? Well, I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. Uh, I don't mean to be. So, da- I, so I can downside. plan something. I can make plans first week of February. Who's the best team in the NFL without a quarterback? Who do we want to have win the Super Bowl if? Since the Browns can't, and I would like to see this Buffalo. Tom Brady thing happen. Now, I want Buffalo. I, w- I would like to see Tom Brady I would run like it the back. Bengals if it's not the Browns. Of course you would. I want to see Tom Brady run it back. <laughs> Screw you, Bull. <laughs> yeah, but hey. Buffalo. I love Buffalo. Buffalo would be fun too. But I feel like they're gonna get theirs. I would like to see Tom Brady just for the hell. Buffalo of it. Buffalo is my adopted. I want him on the year. divorce. I've never done that before. Divorce but. revenge tour. Super Bowl. Uh, how many would this be for him? He's got seven. This would be number eight. That would be fantastic. If you're the if other team, are you, nice. like, hiring Giselle to come in and, like, hook up with her boyfriend? 100%. 100%. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Tom, don't. Come. Have her come to media day as a reporter and just badge your time. <laughs> hey, 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 hold on. What's the Wi-Fi password? MTV's, in, MTV's talking to her right now about yeah, yeah. that deal. No, 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 will no, you be our media day reporter? Uh-huh. No disrespect, but. Tom, is it true you're a selfish lover? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Tom, I have it from a very good source. Yeah. Tom can upgrade, right? Yeah. So, Tom, but here's the problem. Yeah. If you're dating Giselle Man. after Tom Brady, yeah. How do you think you're ever going to get any sort of respect? You can't. You're never going to be hired in Tom Brady. Now she's dating her karate. Well, unless he was lousy in bed. That's so that's dead. That still yeah. don't matter. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It, well, that's only you know that. <laughs> only you know that. The world says, oh, Tom, Tom or Giselle. Well, Tom's dating this 14-year-old or something crazy. Jeez. Might as well be nice. That guy's got nothing she to look like. She's I'd love to be the dirtbag following Tom Brady, like the next boyfriend after Tom Brady. That's fantastic. That's a great spot. Uh, Come uh, on, judge me, world. And you can't be better than Tom Brady. Just, ever. You know, I'm drinking a high life. 
Yeah. Just letting you just be the complete opposite. Think that about it. She talked about, hey, where do you want to go out to eat? You can't even take her. Hey, you going to Texas Roadhouse, bro. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, I, you don't even know these backdoor little restaurants Tom Brady be getting into. Uh -huh. Like, you like vacation used to be. We used to own the own island. Yeah. Now you trying to get your Marriott reward points off. Trying to be like, we get to upgrade the suite. I mean, there, I'm sure I don't she, think she's got to worry about Marriott she, reward points. She doesn't have to date our circle of friends. <laughs> yeah, yo. There is a higher echelon of humans it's that we don't bad, relate to. Man. It's bad, man. You got to open the door and everything. Yeah. Her kids, but to your point, like, whoever it is, it's yeah. a wrap. Right. It just doesn't matter. It don't right. matter. Like, what if, if she Brady's needed Aaron Rodgers, it's a step down. Huh? Has a what? A three-inch wonker. Oh, my oh. God. Like, that's the only thing, right? It's Thanksgiving. Hold on. You guys. It's Thanksgiving, damn it. Who wants to go see the three-inch wonkers at the grog shop this weekend? Who's coming with me? Three-inch wonkers. I actually had to say, what? What? Yeah. Oh, you made, you, you, made that, you made that euphemism so obscure and Jewish that we didn't even know what was going Is on. Is that it. Jewish? I assume Long it was. I don't I've, Jewish. Never, I've never I heard that, that was before. No, I have no idea. I just made it up. All right, well. She <laughs> could get the last laugh if she has pictures. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm that's the case. Small, you know she what? could say, so Tom has everything. Has everyone? But except. <laughs> have you guys released the pictures? Have you guys ever released the pictures? She could get sued. Yeah. That is a crime. Have you guys ever wondered yeah, you know what, what motivated she Tom Brady yeah, so much? I'm good really with that. What What's the fine? I can't, I can't put the mother of my children in jail for releasing pictures. I guess she can win that one, though. Mm. What do you so, think he was trying to overcompensate for all these years, people? <laughs> Percentage chance Tom year. Brady or Giselle ever changed a diaper on their children? Oh, no. Oh, they've never seen that. No. Yeah, Giselle has never seen sure. it. 100, 100, 100%. Yeah. You think yeah, she changed a diaper? Hey, yeah. You Tom think, Brady hasn't been in the Tom room when it's happened. Tom Brady hasn't been in the room when it's happened. <laughs> no. I they have a, so. a special diaper changing Does room. Does Tom yep. actually the know the name of his kids? can't come out. Not yeah. their middle names. He doesn't know their middle, middle names. Yes, he, he knows. Yep. Yes, he knows. He was by all accounts, he's a great father. He was uh, getting pizza. What's that? He cheated on his TB12 diet during the bye week. He went to Brooklyn and had a slice of pizza. Oh, then we've got to change. Wow. I mean, hell, if this, if this guy put pizza in his body, we've got to change. Yeah, he's wow. losing it. He's know? off the wagon. That could have been vegan, though. <laughs> No, no, because it, it was from a place that I know that does not do vegan pizza. In Brooklyn? Well, maybe Brooklyn. he was just maybe he was just picking let me, it up. Let me give and he you some advice. Home for his kids. No, he was with he was with his kids. They, there's photographers everywhere. It, Where did he go? Uh, Sabaro. Nice. God. They just made a lot Sabaro. of money. <laughs> By the way, if you go to a pizzeria and it I has it vegan pizza, walk out immediately. Come I'm on. not eating any place that is vegan. Pizza. What if they offer a nice alternative for no, people who are into that stuff? Go go to a vegan place. Oh wow! I think you're vegan. Very intolerant of you. Best pizza place in New York. My favorite place is Defaro's in Brooklyn. That's to I me been. the it best. It was Della Rocco's. Yeah, I've I don't know that, that place. I, I can't believe either. it's not a consensus between these two <laughs> New Yorkers about the best pizza place. He's not a New Yorker. He's a New Jersey. Yeah, but you know, you spit kicked around there, didn't you? New York. I'll be there on Saturday. Yeah, and I lived in New Jersey for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Only the only people I know in New Jersey don't live in the parts y'all live at. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a little different area. Newark. Yeah. That, yeah. Shout out to uh, Arsenal. Shout out to Sue Sir Free to Wave too, man. Shotgun Shug. You know what it is. Those man. aren't real places. Those are people. Oh, people. <laughs> well, my, uh, my mother-in-law right. grew, they're, they're mother grew up in New Jersey, in, in Newark. Oh, all right. Newark's rough, man. Yeah, now it is. Is oh, it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Newark's you, tough. You, you, you do not you you show up there. I didn't right? grow up in, the, in some little rinky-dink white boy town like, uh, like Mikey. You, you, you from you Brooklyn, You have no idea where I'm from. You grew up in the McMansion area, Mikey? I grew up on the north part of the shore. Okay, yeah. I grew up where Kyrie Irving grew up at, right? Uh, J.R. Smith. Oh, I'm okay. From 15 minutes away from where J.R. Smith. That's a big difference. 
growing up where Jared Smith did compared to where Kyrie. Kyrie my Kyrie high did. school was very diverse, man. We had a fucking mixed bag. Ooh, I just, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man, that that's first? only the I second time that's happened. That. Joe Charbonneau did it yeah, once. Yeah, I think. You're right. Oh, did. I love that you followed Joe Charbonneau. <laughs> yeah. Put your name on the wall. Yeah. You go put your name on the wall. <laughs> Keep <laughs> it moving. So Keep much for our Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day uh, show here on, on Ultimate Cleveland Sports. You know what I'm thankful for. You know what I'm thankful for. Yeah, that's what I'm thankful. For. 100%. <laughs> I am so. What was, uh, the, what was the dong term you used to? Wonker. wonker. I like how you wonker. Did, oh, wonker. You no, did, I think it was wonker. I you you went said to, wonker. I like that you went to great lengths to try and hide the word penis. <laughs> but, <laughs> then, yeah, but then you, yeah, then you the dropped the F-bomb. Like, you dropped an F-bomb. I, 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 I did that. Don't want to insult it. Stephen McNuggets is back there, Jess. You know how you get that nervous laugh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Oh. No, I'm, I'm laughing. This is, this is good stuff. Yeah. Oh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So these conversations are so real. Yeah. That we have. I'm surprised that we don't. I know. Forget that th these cameras are looking at I us know. a lot. Get off the in air. real life, <laughs> we all use that oh word. Oh my God, all the a time. A lot. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. How about this? My son says to me yesterday, he goes, we're, we're talking about some, I was telling him about a TV, I was talking about how The Walking Dead came to an end, and I said, I, he's like, when can I watch it? I said, ah, probably when you're 13. We'll, we'll, I'll watch it all over with you. Yeah. And he goes, Dad, when I'm 13, I thought he was going to ask me about another show we could watch. He goes, will you teach me how to curse? <laughs> what? You mean like, what, are you going to like go behind the garage or something like that? I don't that? know. I like that he, he came to you. I like that he came to you and not your wife. I'm going to go to my wife. Yeah, that's got to learn that in the streets. That's, the, that's, I know. that's what I said to him. That's, I said, you'll learn, you'll learn how to curse with your, from your friends in school. That's hilarious. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, by 13, I have a girlfriend. We'll be hanging out. And I thought, no. like, well, hooking up. But like, I don't know if that's the thing. He, uh, he just but, wants to learn some swear words. And he, you, you got yeah. him on a 13-year-old pitch count for The Walking Dead? Yeah. <laughs> well, you think it's too early? Dude, you you guys are already friends now. Like, yeah, <laughs> you guys are buddies. You hang out. What do you mean? He, he think. Are you saying it's not? It doesn't matter that it's as violent as it is. No, it's no. not about the violence. I just think he'll be scared. Oh, okay. That's oh, why you know I'm your waiting. friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows what it is. Don't, yeah. don't be trying to get in my room. I don't worry about. You know. I, Violence on TV, I don't know. I don't worry about it too much, as long as it's not like torture and stuff you know, like that. You know what's very but. strange is, I, I had a thought on that. There, have you ever seen the show Hannibal? You ever see that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was wow. good, but very dark. And I was thinking about how uh, on TV, you can't like you can't see like a breast still, right? Like you still can't, on, on public, on public TV sure, or anything, yeah. or but or anything like that. Yeah. Or if you can, there's all kinds of fines. or you, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I know that it's a big deal. But then on Hannibal, they actually had some murderer had a serial killer had taken all the body parts of the people he was killing and made a totem pole out of all the body yeah. parts. Like how absurd it, is that? And they show it. There's an arm and a head and you stuff. You can see that, but you, you can't can see a breast. I can see all of that pushing up <laughs> with blood and stuff, but they're like, not that booby. Don't you let a kid <laughs> However, see that where you can see up. Where you can see that, you can yeah. also see nudity. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you, yes. just, you couldn't see that human parts totem pole on CBS no, either. Yes, you yes, did. You it was on CBS. It was? Yes, it was on broadcast TV. Oh, I didn't you know can't see that was a broadcast In fact, they had show. to make sure that the human totem pole didn't have any boobs on it. That's how it got by the censors. Yes, yeah. it couldn't have gotten by. They're like, That's whoa, insane. is that a, is that a boob? Because they don't care about violence. They only care about sex. They only care about sex. Over after the war, very anti-European. the Super Bowl, this country lost its mind. The Janet Jackson thing? Yeah. ridiculous. They lost their mind. And then they wonder why you get caught looking at people like like public breastfeeding. 
You're just like, hold right. on, did that just happen? Like, right. we, like because we're not exposed to it in the way the Europeans like, are. Is, right, so it's no big deal. So it's it's any woman us. that wants to walk around with completely topless is fine by me. I got no problem with that. <laughs> I know you don't. Snip that. Snip that and use it as a clip. Emmy Award winning. McNuggets, mm -hmm. where are we going from here? I got Julia. Let's, let's reel it back in a little bit, guys. Why? I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed all of that. You want to hear about the corpse totem pole anymore? No, we, we, we dropped an F-bomb. I did not have that coming up on our show. <laughs> Was it in the never, rundown, Corpse Totem Pole? Paul <laughs> said wanker, wonker, whatever he said. Uh, yeah, didn't there will wanker. be no overtime today, just for the people out there. We're going to tape our Thanksgiving special, so there will be mm. no overtime. There will be overtime tomorrow, though. And Should we do always, a Charlie Brown special? Like, we'll dress up as Charlie Brown. Three in a row. Yeah. Three in a nice. row. All week. Good sign. A perfect week. Good sign for the Browns and the Buck Buckeyes. Yeah. By the way, does everybody agree with me that Charlie Brown is horrible TV? That was, it had its place in it was, history. It's very old. It's easy listening. It doesn't hold up now. I said this on the radio once, and people got so mad. That they're like, it's part of Americana. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean, Americana? It's charm, it nostalgia. They have a connection with it with their youth. Well, you it doesn't necessarily have to be creatively it's, fulfilling. It's it's were you awful. banging on Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer, too? Like, no. I don't have a problem with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But there's Charlie, something not, like, I'm not talking about Charlie Brown Christmas specifically. I'm talking about Charlie Brown, period. Right. I don't I don't never found it funny as a kid. No. Is it supposed funny. to be funny? It was supposed to be charming. Yeah. There are shows that you watched growing up that stink yeah. that you think are good oh, because you awful. watched them growing up. Everything I watched as a kid was awful. But, but you thought it was. But you still stand by it and think it's good TV or no? What? I don't know. Some TV show. Nothing. You, nothing. Everything. The you only thing I think was good TV that I watched, you know, at all was maybe like Cheers. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You never totally. watched Chips. I did, but I don't like think it's good chips. TV. Chips. Yeah. When you watch it now, it's a Awful. comedy. Right. It wasn't good. But it wasn't supposed to be funny. Magnum no. P.I. Right. None of this TV now was they made, good. All Miami network Vice. TV is garbage now. Sure. It's all garbage. When I watch the Browns games and you see the commercials for these TV shows, yeah, they're horrible. I'm like, who is watching this Nobody. crap? It moved Nobody. to. It's so awful. Good TV moved to cable and, and yeah, all like of that. it and the streaming stuff. The yeah. problem the is, part. so it did. Streaming, that's where the but future is, Netflix obviously. decided they were going to take huge quantities of money. Hundreds Wait, of millions Jay, of dollars gotta, in developed shows. Go ahead. And you worked at ESPN, so you may have yeah. a little insight on this. With Bob Iger coming back. Yeah, that's big. I, I big. was reading yesterday, there might be a Netflix-Disney merger coming. They, there's, that, oh my there's, God. Been, there's been talk in the past. And Congress might have something to say about that. Well, it's two major streaming uh, platforms, obviously. That sucks. But look for ESPN. If, the, if, if they had a buyer for it, it would already be gone. Yeah. ESPN is now officially, and has been for a number of years, a drag on Disney stock. Sure. Um, I, was at, I was at the company 16 years for 13 of those years. It was far and away and not even close, the major cash cow of the corporation. Mm -hmm. Now it's Over Disney there. Plus? Now, no. Now it's a drain on the company. No, no, but is Disney Plus the, the, the Making the money? Disney Plus is really hard for folks to figure out because the numbers come and go. They So... With ESPN, once they got to 100 million subs, they put their feet up on the ottoman, they put their hands behind their head, and they said, we've made it. Because they never felt that they would go below that. Right. Clearly, with cord cutting, they did. They went from 100 million down to 86 million. Mm -hmm. And that's a ton of money every month. What they're finding with Disney is the subs are coming and going at such a rapid rate that mm. you can't mm -hmm. you can't bake that into the cake of your budget right. and just say interesting we're gonna have that money forever at depends all. on right. the marvel because, show because, or the star wars court, exactly stuff that's court, out. court cutters like me like okay i don't have traditional like cable i have like direct tv streaming but i'll jump on disney plus for like things like i'm a science fiction nerd so i'm, I'm watching the foundation yeah. stuff right. a lot of people do that i just keep all my prescriptions yeah, my yeah. Prescriptions. so, so as soon as that's done woo. But now, so mm -hmm. everybody right back? now is worried yep. about the downturn in the economy. 
And the first thing that goes in the downturn, of, and we may not feel it, but trust me, it's a real thing. Families are actually deciding between heat or meat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so when, when you're making deci- you know, tough decisions like, can I put gas in my car? Can I feed my yeah. family this week? The first thing that goes is the entertainment, the discretionary. Right, right, sure. And so the streaming services are all terrifying. And this is happening not just is... in America, but worldwide. 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 worldwide watch watch Sports Center anymore? No. The I never watched numbers, Sports Center. The Sports Center numbers for six or seven years have been abysmal. And I, I we don't never, need it. We, this is Sports it's, Center. Yes. It, it was, you know, it's, yeah, you don't need we it don't anymore. To, you don't have to time it up Plus, anymore. Plus, the, the problem is, I feel like, um, and, and maybe I'd do the same thing if I were on there, too. And maybe this is just what they want. I guess you would know better than anybody, Jay. It feels like every anchor on there is trying to be funny. And some they people are. are not funny. Very few of them are. Well, I, Scott, like Scott, you can't Van be Pelt Stuart Scott. Is, not everybody can be Scott Van Pelt and Stuart Scott. No, like, and, and, and the other thing, too, is the delivery method yeah, yeah. is so different now. Like, when I was young, Sports Center Sunday night was was mandatory viewing. It, uh, it just yeah, was, sure. it was mandatory oh, yeah. viewing, and it was, it was on never any better room. when it was Dan. It was on Patrick every dorm room. You, it was you could hear it coming out of every dorm room. With it was college. the soundtrack but, of college dorms. Yep. It was the name, but the, they try to make it where everybody they put on there was somehow good. And you're like, no, no, no. Where are the staples like right. Steiner's and and and, and Stuart Scotts and and all of the uh, you, they, there's so many like that first wave that generation. Where they had uh, Keith o- Oberman, Dan Patrick, even the JV ones. Who used to say that in Fuego? I thought Rich Eisen was always great. Who said? In, who used to say in Fuego? Who used to say that? Uh, Scott Van Pelt, I think. Or was that? Was no? That was. Uh, it's not SVP. I have no, no idea. it was, was another guy that looked like McNuggets a little bit. You sure it wasn't Stuart Scott? No, it was. It was Stuart Scott. I think it? it was. I thought in Fuego was Stuart Scott. But just even, but even like, even the, like the, the viewers the in the quotes. chat, tell us who used to say in Fuego. Oh, it was Dan Patrick. Yes. Dan Patrick. Thank you. Dan Patrick. Yeah, it was yeah that's Patrick. right. Okay. It was Dan Patrick. So if them dudes, them dudes. I, Dan Patrick wasn't the JV though. Dan and I used to watch no, the Sunday the night. What do you call it? The the show with Berman. Even though I wasn't a it big was, prime time. It used to be the really big show. I used to watch prime time all the time, and now I never watch any of this stuff. So about 2013, I remember we had this sort of like code red meeting at ESPN where everybody said, guys, the universe has completely changed. Within five years, we will be irrelevant. Our studio shows will be irrelevant. What they decided was the only thing that they can't, you can't get from this is vigorous debate from really right. animated personalities. Yeah. We want to hear so, our own voices yelling at you. Yeah, so <laughs> what happened was they just made the shift from news and information to entertainment yeah. and debate. and. Some of those shows are still good and relevant and everything else. But for the most part, Sports Center will never be what it was. No. ESPN will never be what it was. And and Bob Iger, I'm, I'm sure. So the stock went from like 91 to 98. It, it went up like 7 or 8% yeah. it, it, immediately upon the news that Bob Iger was coming back. Uh-huh. I've met Bob. Bob's a practical, very smart and you just get the sense that if you're going through a hurricane, but you're in a canoe, but Bob's at the helm, you're going to make it. Yeah, yeah. He's right. just he just exudes confidence. Yeah. yeah. This this last guy was horrible. Mm-hmm. Every decision he made was controversial. He was wildly political. Um, it, and it it and Bob can be political. Bob Bob can be political, but I think he knows what gears to to use for that. Where this last guy did not. It was so unceremoniously. It was basically a Sunday night get out. Bob's back. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. You know, take your discount tickets to Epcot and go. And, there are, and, 
That was it. There are two things. But Bob will sell ESPN if he can find a buyer. Two things that ESPN could do that that would change the way I viewed it. One, bring back uh, regular programming that is is not regular programming, but things like Playmakers. Give me original content. Yeah, but there's so much content but, now. But, at this but point. here's the but here's the thing though. Yeah, they'd be late to the party. Yes, they would need some traction on that. Well, but and obviously, and not actually late. They were early. Early to this game, right? With the playmakers, I've going, told you the story about why they got that. out of that. Yeah, business, yeah. correct. Yes, you and which was a shame. But the NFL strong armed them into dropping playmakers. Two, I love the fact that they could capitalize. I like one thing: game shows never go old, right? I I used to love Stump to Shrub. I yeah. liked when they used to do the, the anchors. They would come on yeah. there and have them. Dream, audition, dream job. Dream right. I, those kind, and then you have 30 for 30. Like, no one can the 30 compete. for 30 stuff is still good. No one's right. relevant stuff they need. No yeah. one can compete with them. They need Most to put that the, on steroids and give me little smaller stories from around. Yeah. And then I'd watch. Most of the debate shows I, I find yep. boring because they're all talking about the same things. Yeah, all so. the topics. Are, there's there's yeah. six or seven good topics every single day. We know right, that. Right, right, yeah. And they're just chewed over by different voices all throughout the day. Right. It is, aside from the studio show, so there's two arms. There's studio and then there's live and remote production. Yeah. They can't monetize live production anymore because the NFL and the NBA contracts are losers. They, they, they lose money on those deals, right. which is stunning, but they Especially do. Especially the wow. NBA. But they, they were in a spot on this last NFL deal where they said, we can't afford to not be in the NFL business. Right. But the flip side of that was they can't afford to be in the NFL business. They're screwed. Yeah, and, and they get the worst games because Monday night, well, I guess They Thursday. have notoriously been, yeah. given, mm-hmm. been given awful content. Yeah. Because from jump, this goes not just to Goodell, this goes back to Tagliabue. Yeah. When there was a war going on between – the president of ESPN and the president, you know, the 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 CEO of the NFL. Yeah. They they basically decided that we're going to make Sunday night the marquee game, and we're right. going to and which I don't know why you'd want to put the screws to one of your business partners, but they did. Yeah. For a long time, they just got Cardinals at Chargers. Yeah. Right. You know, and and when was the last time you see the Giants Cowboys? on a, right, a, a, a Monday night, night game. Never. But and they're always be, Sunday night. The yeah, Giants it, it, yeah. and the Cowboys live on Sunday night yeah. football. Yeah, they're Especially playing Thanksgiving the this year. Well, it's prime time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any prime time window they can put right. them in, they put them in. And, and ESPN but, has been given scraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're losing money on their billion-dollar-a-year deal with the NFL. And when you take a look at what they get on playoff inventory, they get the AFC wildcard game. They get the worst yeah. right. playoff game on the docket. Well, the AFC is looked at as the inferior conference because all the big markets and the notable teams in the in those dual markets are NFC. Although the AFC has been better as a Better football, but in terms of numbers, you've got the Cowboys, you've right. got the Giants, you've got the Eagles, you've got the Redskins, all top five markets, yep. Chicago. Yep. And yep. when you look at the AFC markets, you've got Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Nobody wants that crap. Everybody yeah. wants the NFC. Jacksonville, so the Indianapolis. one playoff game 49ers, they get. 49ers is a big market. Nashville. Yeah. The yeah. one LA. playoff yeah, they have game they the Jets, AFC wild card game. Nobody watches that. Nobody wants right. to see that. They have the Jets in the AFC, but the Jets are Jets are the inferior team, team in, the, in, New, in York. New York. I do think when we're crapping on ESPN, it goes back to this peanuts thing, though, a little bit. Yes. Because we are all thinking nostalgically about the ESPN that we remember from our youth that we loved so much and grew up on. It was always right. such a big part For of our lives. For me also. Yeah, now, listen, but, so, but we look back at it nostalgically, but just as with that, tastes change. 
the way that we consume things change. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that ESPN became this terrible product. No, or the technology like did them in. the technology did them in, yeah, and yeah. our tastes changed, and we wanted things more immediately, and they succumbed to that in the way that so many other businesses and companies yes, have in the past. Absolutely. Fair. And so, and you remember for, the old days when you, you literally – now, you're not old enough, I don't think. You guys might remember this. There was a time in my lifetime when if I wanted to know how the Indians did, I'd have to stay up and watch the 11 o'clock local news. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, of yeah. course I'm older. Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, – there, no there was no phone, there was no pager. It was, was worse nothing. for me because I was a Cubs fan in New York. Oh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, so you had to wait for the scores. I had to call sports phone. Do you remember I sports phone? I used to do phone? that all the time. Listen, that's I had the, qu- I I had the, the quickest <laughs> method. I had the quickest oh method. My dad would come home from the bar and tell me what the score was. That was the quickest way of playing. So he knew. Yeah, he knew. Or you watched the sports machine. That George was, Michael Sports Machine was, that was, that was nationally that televised. Was huge. That, that was awesome. That was the first nights. time I would get to see Cubs and Bengals highlights ever. He was knocked into irrelevancy. Yes. Because I forgot of about the that. sports centers on Sunday night. Yes. So yeah. George Michael, first of all, they started at 11. He uh-huh. started at 11.30. Yeah. So they put him out of business. Yeah. It's funny how the technology has put things out of yes. business. It used to be all newspapers. Yeah. Then TV news put a crimp on newspapers. Then cable put a crimp on local yeah. TV news. Right. Yep. And now streaming has yes. put cable. And now, we're put, and now we're putting local TV out yeah! of business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, except for Channel 3. Mike, but let's uh, not hope out of business. Oh, yeah, but, not them. By right, the guys, way. while we wait for Aditi, who said yeah. she's powering up, uh, you guys mentioned Stump the Schwab. You want to do a little trivia real quick? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, by the way, anytime we want to get Schwab on the show, yes. Don't by the way, let, we absolutely done deal. Yeah. Mike, last yeah. thing really Very quick, good five seconds. You talked about college basketball yesterday not being as popular. ESPN to me as a kid was about college basketball. It, it was it. When, not yeah, as me kid, too. But when me I was too. a little older, uh, I'm yeah. watching Big Monday and all that, and now I don't watch college basketball. So that's – Yeah, I don't either. So Calvin Chaney. All right, so this has, a, this has a tiny bit of a Cleveland tie, but we might as well uh, yeah. throw it out there. Five players in NBA history have won the finals MVP and did not go to college. Can you name those five? LeBron. LeBron is one of them, yes. Kobe. That's two. Moses Malone. Three. Wow. You, I, 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 Give me it again. Say the question one more time. Five players in NBA history have won the NBA Finals MVP who did not go to college. Giannis. Giannis yes. did not. Oh, that's six now, actually. Yeah. So there's six. Giannis. Giannis is on that. That is six. So there's six players now. Okay, that, so four. We're missing two. We were missing two. I don't know if Kevin Garnett was, was MVP. He did not win the Finals. Paul Pierce won Finals yeah. MVP. Mm. Um, well, that didn't go to college. Did not go to college. So we got Kobe, Moses, LeBron, and Giannis. Um, Dirk Nowitzki. That's correct. That's all. Oh, that's right. One. Good one. Good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. One and more. Would it be a foreign? It could, could be, be a another foreign. foreign. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony Parker. There you go. Nice job. Chicken dinner. Well done. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hey, we kind of. We didn't even need to get through that whole track of Yeah, as, as a panel, panel, we got it figured out. As a panel, y'all did. Y'all can come up and bring some questions, and we'll get y'all right. Like. Unless it's Browns, Buccaneers related, because I guarantee you're not going to know some of these no. coming up. Jesus. But that was actually really impressive. That was I'm, I'm very impressed. We oh, talked we're our so way happy through that, it. Did you hear that? We impressed the child. We talked our way through <laughs> it. <laughs> That's important to us. I'm glad. By the uh, way, um, yeah. Steve says shout-out to CNN Sports. Remember them? Nick Charles, Fred Hickman? Yeah. Yep, yep. They, they, they were hey, hey, That sports machine, dude, who was sponsoring him? George it, Michael Sports Machine brought on, to you by. Who was unfortunate? Was that an affiliate or? It was or, an. It, so it was WRC in in Washington D.C. It was the NBC affiliate. Mm-hmm. But they 
um, it was syndicated on all NBCs across the country. Give me a year. So what you years watched it. do you think that I was? I would say Take it would have been early 80s. Uh-huh. 80? Maybe 1981 to 1990. Wow. So really, there were two George Michaels who were very popular yeah, running at around time. at the same time. Very confusing. Oh, you didn't yeah. know George Michaels? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> because they I just, that just occurred. They would he used to hit that big giant button. Yeah, he had the pad. Yeah. He'd be on there. I'm like, man, I thought him and Michael Regai was the same person for a while. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. Shout out to Michael Regai, by the way, man. Yeah. I one of the OGs. The Reg. Man, I listen. The OGs. The Reg. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it. I, you know, is, the DD, is the DD linked in yet? She says the VMix link isn't loading, so I need you guys to fill for another two minutes. Oh, I, I love it. stuff for you guys to oh, fill. Stretch. Yeah. Keep I filling did. for one second. look, sec. it's the only time we'd be quiet. It's just like, guys, are you going to stop talking? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but no, the Soul Train, Soul Train used to come on. I love that we're on Soul Train talk. Yeah. yeah. While we're pushing some For Soul Train, let's become a member, everybody. Uh, uh, really, let's focus on the coaches tier because the coaches tier is where you get the extra content plus the emojis, plus member shout-outs, discount codes for merchandise and more. Uh, we will not have overtime content today, but almost every day that we do a show, we will have overtime content. The only reason we're not doing overtime today is because we're pre-taping it. It's going to be a pretty spicy, spicy meatball, too. Hey, Shout-out to the people out there on the two-minute warning. Me and Mr. McNuggets, Mikey McNuggets, broke the record for Super Chats in one setting. And one time, very impressive. Broke the record for super chats. More Shout info. Out to Tell you me guys. about it. Tell me about it. Man, what, what listen, happened? they was hot and heavy, man. Listen, I think we had a hundred. Did we have a hundred dollar one? We had a fifty dollar one. A fifty dollar one. We had a fifty dollar one. Um, I think we we got up over about I, I want to say three hundred bucks easy. We watched that. It was really? entertaining. Yeah. I, we watched the thing after the game. I was I wanted to watch you guys melt down, and I was un- it was sad not to see you there. I know. Thank I really you. I'll be to, back this week. I wanted to watch you get turned inside out emotionally one more Jeff's time. Com- <laughs> Jeff's how, how, how Howie says anytime we want him. That's good. So we, you know, maybe for a tomorrow not slow playing. day or something. Yeah, sometime, sometime in, in a week or two, we'll, we'll get him on for sure. Oh. We got Joe Thomas confirmed next Thursday. We well, got a whole trivia thing with him. He's got the, great the story. You, you'd love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's from New York, obviously. Right. Yeah. Uh, he has your sensibilities, but maybe not as angry. <laughs> but he's very opinionated on his on his sports talk. Yeah. But he was. Uh, he was one of my favorites. Love so I'm going to give him shout-outs to CNN. I also want to give a shout-out to CNN Plus, or CNN Plus streaming. Didn't work God out. God rest their soul. RIP How long CNN was that on Plus. for? Like seven oh, Honestly, an afternoon, something like that. It was like, like that. a week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What yeah. do you mean? CNN Plus, they, they had a streaming platform. And then what happened? It lasted about a week, and they canceled it. They I think they only new, had 10,000 subs. Yeah, they I don't a, understand. Like, what kind of commitment is that if you're only going to They had a new executive come in. I know it was bad, but, like, the last well, one week Well, the is new stupid. executive that came in is the same guy that's blowing and out all of their And it wasn't his idea. Liberal so commentators. Like, this is crap, yeah. you know. So he, Well, in truth, though, um, there was talk even – this was even before he was – they almost pulled the plug on it before it went. Yeah. Because they had th- – that's a classic case of not doing – not – knowing the market before you enter it. Uh, There's a really well-written piece. It was either the Wall Street Journal or uh, I think it was the Wall Street Journal. They talked about the mistakes that they made, the missteps they made along the way. And they had internal information that said this was going to be a pig. And they just sometimes already it's, it's just like, good it's just money like one bad. of coach hires or they, the draft pick takes an Anthony Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, gosh, you know, he's fast. Yeah. So you just can't – mm. they kept looking at – what they did was they looked at the counterpart, which mm-hmm. is I, I don't know what Fox calls their streaming platform. It's, it's uh, uh, right wing propaganda. That might be it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um 
X? I don't know what it is, but it's wildly successful. Big, Millions of subs. So yeah. they thought they could do the same thing. Right, right, right. I was talking to Lima about this. So, so right-wing commentary in, in shows today on television was spawned by conservative talk radio. Absolutely. So conservative talk radio paved the way for everything after that. If you ask yourself, what is liberal talk radio? There's no such thing as liberal no, talk radio. There they, is, but... But it's, it's so... They took a swing well, at it. Well, some people podcasts. say it's NPR. Yeah. The, 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 di- the difference they is... Will. They will. The there are those that say that that's, right. that's your liberal is, in TV, now there's all these wackadoodle newsmax and all these things, but for those most, are my favorite. For a long time, I don't if, even know where those are. Like, I don't how know do either. See those? But if you, for a long time, if you were conservative, the only TV network you had was Fox. That- Whereas if you're liberal, you could have done CNN, MSNBC, MSNBC NPR, PBS. You yeah. know there were options. So obviously Fox is going to get better ratings because the liberals are more spread They're out. They're dividing the crowd. Yes. They're dividing the crowd. Now there's. Even with now, it also depends on who's in power. By the way, when Trump was in power, CNN's ratings were the best they'd ever been. Yeah, yeah. ever. Oh yeah, ever. Oh, no, it, they would just run store even to a point where I agree with them. Like it used to be when people say it's Trump derangement. Right. No, it's called those are ratings derangement. Every time mm-hmm. you put him on the screen, and, and when watch President it. Obama CNN. was and when President Obama was in power, Fox News Fox, ratings yeah. were sky high. Absolutely, well. and right now they're, they're rage. You can add, and this is what's interesting. The, the the there's apathy and typically this why that's why was, the, the lack of a red wave was so surprising this year because typically there's apathy among voters and cable news viewers mm-hmm. when your party is in power yes there is you're that's not right. as concerned we got our guys in there there's nothing to see <laughs> but when you're not in power like when 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 the republicans had the house the senate and the white house from 16 to 18 their ratings if you look at their ratings on a growth chart their ratings have never even approached what they were from 16 to 18. They started to gradually go down a little bit, 19 and 20, yeah. but now they're in the tank. They're mm, in the tank yeah. because there's apathy amongst Democratic viewers. Go ahead, but 22 was actually the best for an incumbent president ever. Ever. You know, is I, it ever? Yeah. yeah I, I, well, in terms of lost seats, it's really hard to measure it. Like, yeah. So if you read the scorecard, the scorecard is the. the the Democrats gained one seat. That's it. In the Senate. That's it. And, and anywhere. Right. Anywhere. They gained one but seat. Everybody thought it was going to go the other way. Everyone thought it was going to be. We've yeah. almost got all the world's problems solved. Yeah, yes. World hunger's next. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.